sound wave, wave. It's thermal sound waves, a natural alternative to fast food uh-huh. radio. We hear see truth, Kev Lawrence. That's what he said. As you know, this is the part of the section of the show where we bring in some peoples or Great people, people to talk to us, have a little conversation, and let us know what's going on in their world and what's happening and something that you may gain some things from. And right now, we're bringing in a noisy. Mike Hands. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, he do a lot of things. He 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 does a lot of things. So while we talk to him right now, he might be writing, producing, yeah. uh, designing, yeah. and uh, and holding the camera at the same time no while question. being a great parent. Right, right. No question, man. What's up, Mike Hands? You there? Yeah, everything on be easy, brother. I'm just here trying to keep one foot in front of the other. You know how that go. <laughs> no question. No question. Yeah, so for those who don't know, Mike has been on the program before, so it's been a little minute, though, and he has some some new things he got rocking out right now, so we want to touch some base, bases and find out what's been going on with, with Mike, you know, since we last had him on the program. So what's going on with you? What's, what's happening right now as far as, like, what you got jumping off? Well, right now, man, you know, I'm in the middle of pushing the Golden Era Timeless album. That's, that's kind of my problem primary focus um it's been a long time coming a very long journey to get here you know a lot of ups and downs and pandemics and transplants and things and such so i just you know i'm on the journey trying to keep it going no doubt no doubt and what's the new project about so you know i'm gonna be honest with you i think the name is absolutely a a a self-entitled speak for itself kind of situation the golden era time is i believe that genre or that that era of hip-hop I think probably the most era specific when it comes to the timeless um, portion of our journey. Mike, I'm going to need you to stay still for a second because we're getting all that that you're doing. We're in the fumbling. I had to to get to a better location so you didn't hear the background noise part of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's the most um, timeless point in in our hip hop timeline. I think every record, for the most part, that was a hit in that time, you can put on right now in any situation, they'll get almost the same exact reaction, no matter what the crowd. And I think that's something that always spoke to me and resonated with me and it's something that I want to make sure that I can do my part to make sure it doesn't disappear. Well, who were some of the people that did that for you? Oh, man. Like, of course, Biggie, Pop. You have anything that Dre touched during that era. Um, Farside um, during that era. Yeah. Bone Thugs during that era. There's, there's just so many that you know the the whole bad boy movement during that era the whole rough riders movement during that era the murder inc aspect of that era there's so many different people that contributed whether they had a huge catalog or a handful of of strong contributions it all still resonates today no doubt and as far as like what you're touching on and and writing about and what's like on your mind right now in general or, or just you know as an artist as well but that kind of commingle with all of that well for me it was about time and the transcendent of time and the impact time has on just about everything whether you want to acknowledge it or not and you know with what happened during the creation of this album you know i mean i, I went for i lost my mom i had my grandchildren so there's like life and death then i i had my kidneys failed and then i sustained on dialysis and i got a transplant so life and death um just completely dramatic book bookends of, of life and they're all irrelevant or relative to time so you know there's songs like continuum that are on there and keep going and certain records that just literally speak directly to time absolutely no question and what did you learn from that that whole experience that that you are using now as far as like the situation with the dialysis and the kidneys and, and stuff like that i mean all of it is you know not that we didn't know that tomorrow isn't promised but now it's promised not to be promised once you experience certain uh feedback and certain 
re- realities in your personal life that tell you, hey, we need you to go left or you will not go right. We need you to go up or you will not go down. There is no other option. And when you get to that place, you start to look at life through different lenses. What is it like being a, a, a you said a grandfather, <laughs> like in, in yeah. this right now, um, in this game of, of and doing hip hop, which not, ain't old. Not, not many old. people. I didn't say it was old. But no, I didn't so, say you said so, it. Some, some, some people may be thinking that though. Right. But well, you know, uh, if you know me, you know I've had children all my life, so that I don't, I don't get viewed the same way once you get to know me, or if you know my story at all. The average quote unquote cliche grandfather. Right. I just happen to have children that had children, right? Right. <laughs> that version. But um, yeah, you know. Um, it's an incredible scenario for me because I'm still youthful and viable enough that I can still relate to my children and I can hope to still relate on some level to my grandchildren. Um, me and my kids wore the same labels and listened to a majority of the same artists until they got into their 30s. I mean, to their, their early 20s and late teens. Then they started to kind of, as music evolved, they went to other places, but they're based on the same stuff that I was listening to. Just like, I guess I was based on the same stuff my mom you know, and dad were listening to. Right. But they just were a little bit more touch my my new artists were there to watch now you had a you had an event about a couple weeks ago to a month ago and uh i i seen at the event you had little friend from mop you had yeah. you had bernadette price aka mm-hmm. mrs p she was there the wife of sean price I, I love that woman i love when she raps i'm like and she started saying p at the end i was like she got it that's it right there yeah. <laughs> she definitely got it she definitely got it and i'm always noticing that you're always having really big hip-hop heads at your event at all your events excuse me how is that putting together these events for people that love real hip-hop music well i mean if i heard you know the question all the way correctly one is awesome to, you know, all right, so my number one mission for getting into the music was probably misguided. I should have been a little bit more focused on the financial aspect, but I just really wanted the people that I thought was dope to think I was. So that was kind of like my bar and my goal. I won't say it was my end game, but it was the only one I was really acknowledged. So to work with these individuals that I felt like I missed the opportunity to work with in the quote-unquote mist of the golden era, you know what I mean? So when Annie Up was a huge record, I, I, I wish I was at the level of being on radar or having a relationship to do something with them at that time, you know, and possibly get on the remix or the mixtape remix, the remix, you know, um, during that era or when tragedy was really doing what he was doing at the apex or, you know, when when Sean and, and my boot camp family were in apex, you know, I wasn't there. I missed a lot of it because I was still getting myself together and learning what it meant to really not just put music together, but be an artist, you know, and, and survive in this game and learn the game enough to be playing at that level so having them there now is kind of validating for me on my personal journey and definitely definitely splashes a lot of water out of my bucket list however i think for anybody that does attend the events and experience the events i think it helps validate the immersion that we're offering into that time warp of that era like i I like to create events and spaces where my heroes are everyone in the room's heroes and what are some of the things that or 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 some of the ways you've been able to navigate through all of these different eras of of hip-hop because you know i know you you know hip-hop for different decades and different years and stuff like that and you're still doing it now and you're still putting mm-hmm. out material that's that's hitting so how have you been able to navigate all the different years and eras and in, in hip-hop in the game well if, if you like it in basketball there were a lot of your best players you know sat benches at some point 
And all they had to do was study the playbook and study the game and study the players. You know what I mean? So when they did get on the floor, they already could anticipate everybody playing or they already mastered the playbook. Just call the play. I can run it. It was the same situation. So while I was waiting my turn to get heard or to get seen, all I did was study the plays, you know, and I got to study vastly. I got to study South, Midwest, um, New York, um, all of it as it was happening, you know, because I wasn't in traffic. So all I was doing was really studying traffic going by. So I wasn't also always existing in the space as an artist. I was a clothing designer for 20 plus years. So I was still, you know, I was a part of fashion when fashion and music merged and became one industry. Great products, by the way, too. I appreciate you. So when, um, when Sean John, you know, the first company I worked for within the industry was Sean John, by the way. Shout out, you know, Diddy for that and PJ and Cassius and those people, Scott Langston, Heather. But Tiffany with LZ. that situation, you know, fashion and music had became one industry, you know, and back then Biggie had just passed, you know, uh, Puffy and Family was the, the project that they were really kind of focusing on and the, and the label, Sean John. So I got to be close enough to the music and just because you didn't know me as an MC, I was able to guard our respect within the industry from another angle. So some people knew me, knew I could rap. Other people knew I was the guy that from this brand or from that brand or before that I was modeling. So, oh, that's the kid from the Gap or from Benetton or whatever it may have been. So those different things are all contributed to the different layers of relevance that I was able to kind of claim for myself along the way throughout the different eras getting here. Now, what's well, let's say the different incarnations of it getting here. Um, but I will say that the hardest part along the journey was getting everybody on the same page to realize that the model kid was the kid from the commercial and the kid from the commercials was the kid that could rap and the kid that could rap was the kid that was designing. No question. So you have done what we have given advice to many people about on this program, which is you don't necessarily have to be that artist per se. You don't necessarily have to do this particular. Like you could do different lanes in this mm -hmm. business and still be within this business and right. you know survive and, and 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 get to where you need to get to. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a particular path. It could be different types of path going on. I think you can use bricks from all the paths to create whatever primary platform you're looking for. So um, when you look at someone on stage, I guarantee you it's not a whole bunch. If, if Fifty Cent's on stage, there's not a bunch of Fifty Cent's holding the stage up. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different bricks and components holding the stage up so that 50 can exist. So if you look at 50 now, 50 can take the stage whenever he wants. But Curtis Jackson is the one that creates the relevance so that 50 can continue to breathe. Right. And I think that's what it is for me. So Mike Hand was also Mike Handler. So if you looked at some of my older music, I was Mike Handler. But if you looked at my old fashion career, there were things that were, you know, this collection by Michael Handler. So that was another incarnation of, you know, Mike Hands. Or this Hands. is the remix. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's exactly what it was. And if you go back far enough into, you know, the street business when I was whirlwind the decepticon then i became hand skills so hands had always been here just finding his res his you know relevance along the way no doubt no question uh, listen then we're not going to keep you uh too much longer here but we want to let people um find out where they can reach you get in contact with you get that new music and other things that you got going on because it's, it's not just the music it's a lot of more other things that you're doing so first of all i want to thank thermal Soundways for having me always um I, i'm used to having to come all the way uptown to come sit with y'all this was cool <laughs> <laughs> um, Y'all always gave me an excuse to show up uptown, but um, I mean, you know, um, MikeHands.nyc. That's the, the the website. You can pull up on that. That gives you kind of a conduit to everything else that's going on. There's Faction Forty Three. That's the avenue to the clothing, the merch line. Be it collecting merch, be it Mike Hands or Golden Era or 
making inquiries about getting your merch designed and produced. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, all that's Mike Hands. It's Mike Hands on everything. Twitter is the real Mike Hands. I'm never there because no one ever talks to me. So <laughs> I'm literally Twitterly challenged. But um, Facebook, you know, you can go to Mike Hands fan page or just, you know, Google, I tell people, is probably your best bet because... It's fun. Like for me, I Google myself just to see what popped up that I had no clues there. But there's about 30 pages on there you can navigate and see. Um, get a pretty a pretty broad stroke of what I could be or have been. No doubt, no question. Well, listen, we appreciate you taking time out and uh, you know joining us on the program. You know what I'm saying? And all the things that you do and all the triumphs and and all the things that you've been through to still be here doing what you're doing, man. That's that's a blessing, and we appreciate you. First off, I want to shout out. You know what I mean? My brother Kamani, he just passed away. So yes, rest in peace, Kamani. And then I want to give a huge shout out as well to my brother, Doc Ock, who just passed away tomorrow, his services. So I got to go pull up on him. But, you know, without him, the stages, the writer's block, uh, Rock the House, um, the writer's block concert series, all of the things that I've done that have ever contributed to what people say makes me one of the ambassadors of the pillars in New York underground. He was the stage manager on every stage I ever had. So this is a huge loss for me. It's an even huger loss for New York hip hop and hip hop as a whole. So I just want to make sure I shout him out before we even get off the program. And I'm here, man. Anytime y'all need me, anytime, you know, and that's, you know, how it already goes down with you guys. Y'all are friends and family before, you know, just a, a promo platform. So I appreciate y'all a thousand percent for always holding me down. No question. No doubt, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, evening, and and uh, we definitely going to get up with you soon, man. Stay up, y'all. All right, bro. Peace. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to yeah, fast yeah. food radio. We here. Thermal Sound Wave, wave.